Welcome to Pat Sherlock's podcast series, interviews with top mortgage sales leaders. Learn practical tips for improving sales management results. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. This is Pat Sherlock, and welcome to the podcast. Today's topic is growth in a down market, a perfect topic for our times. I have the expert, Jeff Sheeran, who is president and COO of Fulton Mortgage Company, a division of Fulton Bank. Jeff has a long history within mortgage banking over 30 years. He is currently on the board of the Mortgage Bankers Association of Eastern Pennsylvania. Hi, Jeff. Hi, Pat. Well, Jeff, this is an important topic, but before we jump into it, talk to me about and share with us, how did you get into mortgage banking? So I'm a uh, second generation mortgage banker. My mother is in the business. She has not yet retired. She's pretty close. But when I uh, was in high school, before my senior year, I got a job uh, at GMAC Mortgage where she worked preparing closing documents. And then soon after high school, got back in the business and I did uh, various jobs for many years as I got my degree part-time, got my degree in finance and have been in mortgage banking since. What a wonderful story. I haven't ran across too many mothers being in mortgage banking, so I'm glad to hear that. So that's terrific. So talk to me about your current position and certainly the situation of what type of topics are now on your plate and so forth, some of the challenges that you might have? Yeah. So my current position, uh, I've been president of Fulton Mortgage Company, which you said is a division of Fulton Bank for going on seven years. I'd say this year, a lot of it is just what's bled into this year from last year. And then it's, it's compounded, right? So the interest rate environment, it's a highly competitive recruiting environment and pricing. Right, so we have a lot of bars who are demanding adjustable rate mortgages more than ever. We are meeting that demand. Uh, however, it is it is a challenge because of the uh, inverted treasury yield curve. And then credit is top of mind. Um, we've got cracks in consumer resiliency and weakness uh, spreading in the economy. Uh, delinquency starting to uptick. So, you know, if recession does hit, it, it'll be a challenge for sure. So are you surprised that the market moved in this direction? I always have to ask another capital markets person like yourself. Yeah, so uh, I don't, I didn't uh, talk about that in my, when you asked how I got mortgage banking, but soon after switching my major to finance uh, and realizing that second in marketing is what I had a passion for, I did spend 16, 17 years in second in marketing, capital markets of my career. So I wasn't surprised by the current environment and what's happening. When you have all the money supply increasing the way it did through quantitative easing, the fourth round of of such quantitative easing, and during the pandemic, it was uh, uh, trillions and trillions of dollars. The stimulus money along with that by by the current administration, it was pushing inflation up. And what this country hasn't experienced in a long time is uh, a great deal of wage inflation pressure. Um, and that is core inflation. That's hard to undo. So at some point, the Fed was going to have to react to that. Well, I'm glad that you brought all those topics up because I don't see a lot of folks really recognizing that this was something that could have been anticipated. And I'm, I'm surprised. And are you surprised that mortgage bankers seem to be really surprised by it? You know, I guess it depends. You know, I, I talked to some uh, very good producers, top producers in our industry that have, have been in the industry 15, 20 years, haven't seen an environment like this, right? Some of them have only seen rates going down in a very low rate environment for their entire careers. 
So I, I'm not surprised that some are adjusting to this environment a little differently and a little shocked by it. And then, of, of course, those that have been in the industry more than 20 years have seen rates uh, in the double digits. I mean, in the 80s, the, the Fed fighting inflation, certainly similar to what we're experiencing now. Well, I would agree with you. And I, I do find it somewhat shocking, but I certainly see that where lenders seem to be certainly not anticipating that it was going to turn around in a different way. And that leads me to the next question. What are some things that you see that mortgage bankers should be focusing on that they haven't been? Yeah. So I think it's the Fed is the, is the headline, right? And don't fight the Fed. They, they are persistent in their fight against inflation. We are going to see a few more increases before potentially they pause, but they have also stated that they are going to keep rates higher for longer. So I think the, um, the, ex- the anticipated length of time that rates remain elevated is, is maybe not top of mind for everybody, and it should be. Uh, you cannot force the Fed's hand. They, they will continue doing what they're going to do, and unless something drastically changes with inflation or the economy, they're going to stay the course. And then, yeah, that's, a, um, another, that's a great point for sure. I don't see a lot of lenders accepting it. I don't. You know, some are uh, some of the forecasts that the that are coming up uh, from Mortgage Bank Association, Fannie, Freddie, and others are, are over the map. They, they continually get revised upward. You know, rate ranges from the forecast I saw in the fourth quarter of last year into this year ranged from the low fives to the mid sevens, and averaging in the the mid to low sixes. You know, you know, we'll see. I think, you know, prolonged period of uh, subdued home sales in the next few quarters is what I would anticipate. Well, that leads us to our main topic, and I'm glad that you brought up all these issues with, we're going to talk about growth in a down market. And when you think about it, and when you look at an industry that seems to be just dependent upon refinancing, and when it now moves to another type of market, they seem to get to be flat-footed. So talk about some of the strategies that you've implemented that certainly you found have been effective. Yeah, so a couple things have uh, served us well leading into this market. One is really uh, keeping our referral sources uh, at our forefront, right? And one of the things that we focused heavily on um, in 2021 was construction lending. It's always been part of our product mix. It's a it's a strength of ours, and new home sales are certainly not as subdued as existing home sales, and that's that's uh, going to be. The, uh, the growth market for us uh, over the next couple of years. So CP training and getting uh, our loan officers, those that aren't really comfortable doing CP uh, lending, uh, getting them up to speed and really making it part of their marketing strategies. And of course, just focusing on those realtor relationships and, and that purchase business that has uh, served us well. Our volumes are certainly down with everybody, but you know, not as widely as the industry. So what are some of the things, Jeff, that you have done as far as your realtor referral sources that you have found that's had an impact? So we do a lot of home buyer seminars. First-time home buyers is, are a, a focus of ours through our urban market strategies, Philadelphia, Baltimore, Camden, and, and others. We bring a lot of pre-qualified bars, uh, buyers to realtors um, and introduce them through the process that we help our borrowers ob- obtain that ability to, to own their first home. So that certainly goes a long way. Partnering with housing agencies uh, is another way that uh, we help uh, our realtors gain clients. So talk about how 
the originators at the loan officer level, the adjustment, how have you helped them make the adjustment from a refinance market where you can sit in your office and somebody will call you now to you have to actually go out there and what I would call sell? Yeah, so it's a couple couple things, Pat. I'd say it's having a detailed plan and sticking to it, right, and mandating that each LO has as, as a sales plan. And then managers being disciplined about providing timely coaching and feedback. That's, you know, that's basic stuff, but it, it works. But also upskilling sales, right? So like I mentioned, the CP training, that is one thing. Training our, our LOs to be trusted advisors and sense makers uh, for our customers. And of course, increasing adoption of, of our technology. So that's a great topic unto itself. Uh, the adoption of technology, how has that worked for you? In other words, I know I see a lot of lenders coming out with new things, but getting the loan officer to actually use them, that's always the biggest challenge. What have you done that, that really has helped all of that? Yeah, we're not unique. We've had those challenges. We've had a lot of uh, new technologies uh, over the past three, four years and have improved upon the technology and not not everybody adapts as quickly as, as others, but those that have adapted it quickly and really made it part of their routine are, are proving to be more successful than those that haven't and those that haven't see it. But we've also have leaned on those heavier users of, of technology to be champions of that technology. Mm-hmm. So when we have sales gatherings or meetings, um, we ask them to panel internally and just talk about what's working for them and, and why why they use it so much and how how how's the resource. So you mentioned about the recruiting challenges. Talk to me and talk to our listeners about what have you done or is it that you're just being certainly a lot of lenders have been actively and very competitively increasing bonuses, still payouts, things that really don't economically work when you really think about it. So talk about the recruiting side. Yeah, that's certainly a challenge. What we focused on is dusting off our value proposition and making sure it's still relevant, proving upon it where we can, whether that's our product set, whether that's enhancing existing products or adding to those products, uh, looking for, for benefits, that are important to to loan officers. That value prop is you know is what we have to offer. I mean, it ranges from our service, our products, uh, what we bring to the table as a mortgage company, but also all those additional things. You know, we you, being part of a bank, we have a balance sheet. We also have um, we're well capitalized, and the company is strong. So that that in itself is a value prop. And then the benefits that the company offers, um, you know, where we can improve upon those, like. Uh, deferred comp is as an example. So talk about this issue of certainly on the recruiting side with companies laying off people. Has that made it easier for you or talk about there seems to be a lot of available talent? Yeah, uh, way more available talent than ever. It, it We haven't been in hiring mode on the operation side, so we haven't needed to to tap into that talent. On the sales side, I would say we have to be very, very careful. We want to be selective in our recruiting process. We want to trust but verify. And using tools like MMI or Ingenious to really get a look into, you know, production history, uh, referral sources, you know, number of referral sources, types of referral sources, and ensuring that 
you know, what you can from a recruiting standpoint, you're getting a good culture fit. So has there been concerned about the age of the loan officer? Is that something that that certainly it looks not just currently, but when we look going down three or four years, it, it certainly is a big issue. It's been discussed a lot in mortgage banking, but what are your thoughts on that? You know, we see it at our company and a couple of things that we've done there. A few years ago, we rolled out a uh, a rookie program. Um, that seems to be the popular term. We, we, we refer to it as, a, as an associate mortgage loan officer program. And uh, that's had uh, mic, mixed success. We've had some uh, really good potential out of that. And we've seen some people really do well and become part of our top 10, top 20 producers. And then, of course, you have misses. So we've been experimenting with that and trying to adjust it as we go forward, but also teaming arrangements, right? So finding somebody that can pair up with somebody that may be looking to retire in, in five, 10 years to, to really mentor them closely, but also make it easier on them from a day-to-day productivity standpoint and a work standpoint, training, but also gives that LO the ability to continue to earn and um, benefit from their from their uh, book of business. So when you're looking at the technology side, is there things that you think are going to be game changers that will certainly help companies grow in a down market? There's been a lot of conversations about artificial intelligence. There's been conversations about the the latest chat uh, component of it. What what are your thoughts on all of that? I don't see any big wins. I, I see small things, right? I see uh, improvements to process. I see elimination of manual um, tasks. I see little improvements here and there that really, in the grand scheme of things, start to make a big difference. Uh, I think the chat has uh, ways to go before it's perfected. It certainly helps to some extent, but I think it's really moving towards that completely digital process that is going to be the biggest benefit. E-closing is you know, something that we've deployed this year and really hopeful for, for what that brings uh, from an efficiency standpoint and from a customer experience standpoint, and is really just giving the customer the experience that they want, um, that I think is what we're focused on. So when you're looking at the future loan officer, how do you see that changing and uh, versus what has been the traditional role or or what are your thoughts on all of that? I think it's it's still a lot of the same. It's, it's relationship. It's a referral business. It's really knowing markets for, for your referral sources. Bars are inundated with information and where they're getting it from, whether it be mortgage rates or the information on the process or product offerings. Being that trusted advisor and sense maker and helping them filter all of that um, down into so they can have the power to make decisions based on the information that's available to them, but so they can sen- make sense of it themselves with your help. I think that's really important for, for MLOs going forward. And so when you look at some of the roles in the past or in the past in mortgage banking at the origination side, there was an emphasis more on the product side, on the certainly the structuring side of it. But that looks to me to be something that's going to be done by technology in many ways. And really, the loan officer needs to be good at the speaking component on the communication side, all of those types of skill sets that a lot of times the current loan officers don't have. Are you seeing a focus? on that, and that includes the social selling channels. How do you see that all intertwining? Yeah, I, I certainly see it on the social selling channels, uh, more and more on 
Facebook and TikTok and LinkedIn, everybody utilizing those. No, well, it's certainly a skill set that many loan officers have not seen as their job role. They've seen their job role as being the person that will do the structuring of the loan. But don't you see from a technology standpoint that 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 skill set won't be as important as the skill set of what I call creating the loan demand, which is presenting and speaking in front of groups, um, doing all the things, doing webinars, doing all those skill sets that many of the loan officers don't seem to have. Yeah, I, I go back to my earlier point about the home buyer seminars. That that is case in point. Really standing in front of you know twenty, thirty people in the classroom setting, um, educating them on the process, letting them know what's available to them, and then using the technology to help structure those deals for sure. You know, borrowers like to see uh, visually um, what different product offerings mean for them, right, in their situation. So, what's a thirty-year fix versus an adjustable rate mortgage? And technology helps with that. I mean, it puts it in graphic form. It puts it in uh, easy to use and, and uh, format where they can use a tool themselves to to uh, change certain assumptions within the model or the, the framework to, mm-hmm. to paint a picture for them. And loan officers need to be able to use those tools in conjunction with their selling techniques, right? So videoing a, a, a loan estimate along with a tool that shows them the side-by-side comparisons and delivering that over email or through a social media channel is, is highly important. Well, I agree with you completely. And I do think that's another reason to bring a younger generation into our mortgage origination space because they're more comfortable with a lot of these tools. Well, we've covered a lot of ground, Jeff. A couple of takeaways uh, regarding growing in a down market that you see is important this year. So, yeah, uh, it's been a great conversation, Pat. Thanks for having me. A couple of takeaways is back to basics. Number one, being disciplined about having a plan and executing on that plan if you're uh, an MLO. And your point, uh, if you do lack those skills to uh, to be able to communicate the way the bar wants to be communicated to and offer that sense-making ability, certainly take the opportunity to to learn some of those skills and one way we do it is again having the champions internally that know how to do it but also there's plenty of tools out there like linkedin learning that can that can help as well yeah, that's a really great point. Why don't we thank our listeners for tuning in today? I certainly appreciate you spending time and I want to thank Jeff for sharing all of his wisdom. Thanks so much, Jeff. You're welcome, Pat. Thanks for listening to our podcast. We appreciate you spending time with us. If your sales team needs training in hiring and lead generation, schedule a free consultation by emailing me at psherlock at qfsconsulting.com.